Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. So a couple things the Lord spoke to me. First of all, I've entitled the message, Serving the Goat. <laughs> what a great title, Serving the Goat. G, period. O, period. A, period. T, period. Goat. Serving the God of all time. Goat is a, though he's the goat, the greatest of all time is used among basketball. Is it LeBron or is it, uh, who's the greatest of all time? (laughs) Michael Jordan or LeBron? The goat. Who's the goat? So I, I thought I'd put a catchy title to catch some of our Gen Zers out there serving the goat, serving the God of all time. God is the God of all time. He's outside of time. We're in time. I woke at 3.43 this morning, and I heard the Lord say, you have come to the synergy of the ages. And I know what that phrase means. I first heard that from Dutch Sheets many years ago, and then I heard it again just over this past 2019 as he was here. You've come to the synergy of the ages. It's time today, it's time now to carpe diem, to seize the moment. It's the greatest hour for the church, but many people are grumbling and murmuring and don't understand it. If you don't know the times and seasons, you'll you'll miss it. It's very important for us to know the times that we're in because God has times and seasons. And in the times and seasons with God, if you don't understand the way that he he moves his ways, if you don't understand God's ways and God's times, then you can't partner with him to fulfill the plan that he has for that time. Does that make sense? You can be out of time, out of sync. Years ago, I had a BMW 320i. Actually, a 318i. And as I was driving it, the timing chain broke. It was going about 30 miles an hour. And on that particular model of BMW, when the timing chain breaks, it, the timing chain keeps all the cylinders moving, synchronized in a way that, that makes the engine work. But when the timing chain breaks, it sends all the pistons, hammer jag, and they smash up into the valves, and they ruin the head. It's a very dangerous, uh, not dangerous so much, but costly would be a better way to say it. You want to stay on top of changing your timing chain or timing belt when it needs to be changed. And all cars are different. In this case, that BMW bent all the, bent all the valves ruined the head, had to get a new head, and honestly, it ended up dying on the island of Molokai. It's still there today in some yard. You want to be in sync. Some of your timing chains are broken. You don't know what the time you're in. You know they don't know the hour in history that we're in. The hour is late. The Lord is coming. The time is now. Today is the day. I mean, think about all the scriptures that talk about timing. Today is the day of salvation. 
In the fullness of time, God sent his one and only son. The fullness of time. There's all kinds of, uh, there's four main words for time in the New Testament, but I've gone ahead of myself. We've got to grow in the understanding of God's timing. It is said of the sons of Issachar. Now Hebrew has only one word for time. They saw it differently, but the sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons. Look at time. The ancients' concept of time was more in seasons or gener general time periods. Now, because of the invention of the chronometer, the watch, it's changed our lives. Many of us are slaves to time now. You got to be there at nine o'clock. Service starts at nine o'clock. There are some who still don't pay much attention to time. They're free of all responsibility to it because they feel that their time is more important than everybody else's, and those are the people that are always late. We can capture time. That was good, by the way. We can capture time by, <laughs> by pictures, by videos. Kind of amazing. You can take a moment in time and see your children when they were 10 or when they were 11. We live by seconds and minutes. The time continuum. Time is in continuum. Let me read this to you. Time continuum. The time continuum is a non-spatial dimension in which events occur in seemingly irreversible transition from one state to the next as governed by local laws in the universe. These sequential events form what is known as time continuum. It is said by one of my heroes, Jean-Claude Picard, <laughs> from Star Trek, said this. Someone once told me time is a predator that stalks all of our lives, but rather I believe that time is a companion who goes with us on the journey and reminds us to cherish every moment because it'll never come again. I like that. In the words of Gandalf talking to Frodo, Frodo says, I wish it had never happened in my time. And Gandalf says, so do all who live at such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what we're to do with the time that is given to us. Mother Teresa said this, Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not yet come. We only have today. Get to work. <laughs> I, I like that. Do you know in Alaska, Alaska has two days all at the same time. The beginning of one day and the end of another, that the... the, the there's a, a time date line that crosses over where one of a, por a portion of Alaska is in another day. It is called by, by some prophets the Alpha and Omega State. Interesting. Ephesians 5, verse 15, King James, See that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time. You know what it is to be redeemed by the blood? How do you redeem the time? How do you buy back time that's already gone? And it tells us how. 
the way that we live. Colossians 4, 5, walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time, talking about walking with wisdom, those that are outside the church, outside the kingdom, redeeming the time, the way that we live, the way that we talk, the way that we walk. The word in, in the Greek, and I started with, uh, pardon me, in the Hebrew, I started with it in, De in Deuteronomy 8. Remember the Lord. Remember is a crucial thing to remember. A couple verses here, Hebrews eleven thirteen. Remember your leaders who have taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and try to trust the Lord as they do. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the God of all time. In Deuteronomy 7, verse 17, perhaps you will also think to yourself, how can we ever conquer these nations? That they are so much more powerful than we are. Let me, let me bring in another application. How can we ever overcome the financial loss of being shut away for the past month or maybe two? How can we ever overcome COVID-19? Verse 18 of Deuteronomy 7, don't be afraid of them. Just remember the Lord your God and what he did to Pharaoh and all the land of Egypt. Do not remember the, do you remember the terrors the Lord sent upon them? Your parents saw it with their own eyes and the mighty miracles and wonders and the power and strength of Almighty God that he used to bring you out of Egypt. Well, the Lord your God will use this same might against the people you fear. The same God that defeated the gods of the Amorites, the same God that defeated the gods of Egypt, the same God that rolled away the stone is able to help you. And if you forget what he's done in times past, then you're going to set yourself up for some real loss and pain. Don't yield to fear. Remember, the past should be a record of what God has done for us. The past should be a record of what God has done for us to allow us to remember, to, to bring up fresh faith that what God did before, he can do again. He, he's God. He's able to do it. We serve the God of all time. Don't think to yourself that he doesn't understand what's happening in this hour of history. He fully knows what's happening, and he's actually the author and the finisher. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's outside of time, and he's working things together for the glory of God to see his kingdom come about. Don't think for one moment that God's not in control. Don't think for one moment that he's been defeated by the devil and that he's in some arm wrestling match with Satan. That's Zoroastrianism. We don't believe that. Satan has been defeated by the blood of the lamb. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is no... In hey! There there's no infirmity that can keep you from, from walking in the fullness of God. God is still the healer. He's still the deliverer. He's still the one that stops plagues and pandemics. He's on the throne. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. Remind yourself. He's the God of all time. And what God has done before, he can do today. What he's done in other places he can do right here in America what he's done at other times. He can do now.
Now is the time of salvation. Now faith is confident assurance of what you cannot see. Now. He's an on-time God. I said he's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. That song goes on to say he may not be in a hurry, but he'll be there right on time. Can you say yes? Remember is a big word. It's a big word. And God had them celebrate these feasts, these covenant signs. He had feasts, covenant signs. He has feasts, covenant signs, memorials. Why? To remember. To remember. I have in my office... And I was reminded of this last night in a dream slash vision. I, I don't know which one it was. Years ago, when I first moved to Alaska, I had a BB in my arm. My brother Chris is online. You'll remember the story. We were out in the potato field with our Crossman 760, which we would pump to 11 or 12 times, exceeding the 10-pump limit. And I forget exactly how it happened, but... Somebody went ahead and shot their BB. It ricocheted off a rock or a, or, a, or a snow fence, you know, post or something. And it shot me in the arm. And it went in and, you know, broke the skin and it was in there. And I, I tried to squeeze it out, but it hurt so bad. I never told mom. Mom's hearing the story for the first time right now. Sorry, mom. And so... You know, I went back, I tried to squeeze that thing out, man, it hurt so bad, and I thought, well, maybe it's out, you know, it's not in there. Well, time goes by, and, and it, was, it didn't come out, it was in there, and it, it, it was under the skin. I got some boldness about a year later, came home from school and took a steak knife out of the steak knife drawer, you know, it took a carving knife, and I put a bunch of ice on it, numbed it up, and I tried to, you know, you should never try to do surgery with a dull knife. Anyway, I didn't get it out, and I gave up. All these years go by. Now, I don't know how many years ago that was. I was probably 12. I'm in Alaska when I first moved here, and I have a dream. And in my dream, I'm in a procedural room, and there's a doctor there, a female doctor, and she opens up the side of my arm, and she pulls out the, this BB. And, you know, the, the, the sense is like, well, it's a good thing you got that out. And I wake up and I'm like, wow, that's a weird dream. And I told my wife, she's all, huh, maybe you should have it removed. Uh, maybe. Well, I got busy, you know, trying to reach the loss and doing all the things we do. And time went by. About a month later, I have the same dream. And it, except it's more urgent. And I realized, um, I'm going to the doctor. Same dream, but there was a sense of urgency. We called, wouldn't you know, it was a female doctor just down the street from here. I went in with my wife and they said, well, you can leave it in. You don't, you know, it doesn't really matter. You don't have, and I said, no, I want it out. So, you know, they numbed it up. They didn't use ice. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. And they, they numbed it up and they, they didn't use a dull scalpel either. Hallelujah. And they slit that thing open. They pulled it out. And when they pulled it out, it burst. And the lady said, the doctor said, oh my, that's unusual. She says, you know something? I think there is, it was gangrenous inside there, inside that pouch. And she took the BB 
She took the BB out and she put it in this little canister. Do you know that I have it in my office? I could run up and go get it right now. Actually, it has two BBs in it because Daniel, when he was like four, decided to drop a BB in with it. So I'm not sure which one was the one in my arm and which one he dropped in the thing. (laughs) But it's a memorial. It's a memorial reminding me that God can speak to me when there's a disease or something that's heading my way. It's a memorial to remind me what God did before he can do again. He's, he's more than, I know it's a small thing, but maybe it wasn't small. Maybe it was going to burst and I was going to keel over and die and get sick. I, I don't know. I guess it was important enough for him to tell me. God constantly told his people to remember. Don't you yield to fear in this season of time. He's redeeming the time. And what has actually come upon us is the synergy of the ages. And I'll talk about that from Hebrews 11 here in just a moment. Let's look at this text. Remembrance is a powerful weapon that'll bring fresh fresh faith and drive fear right out of your life. This text is profound, really, I believe, talking to us today about our future. Jeremiah is dealing with a false prophet in Babylon. And the false prophets in Babylon, and there's many today too, so there's those who have gangrenous teaching. There's false prophets. There's people that that lie and have a spirit of lying, speaking the native tongue of the devil. And so Jeremiah was, was man, the sun's coming out. I didn't like moving over here. <laughs> Jeremiah was dealing with false prophets. And what they were, what they were saying is, ah, oh, hey, you know what? It's all right. And uh, it's only going to be about two years. And then after two years, we all going back. It's going to be all right. I don't think they were from Brooklyn. But anyway, they, they, they were like that. They're, they're lying. They're false prophets. And Jeremiah says, no, uh, that's actually not what's going to happen. You're going to be there for 70. Pastor, are you telling us that this is a new normal and we're going to be like this for 70 years? No, I'm not. But I am telling you in the midst of this thing, this this COVID-19 thing's being moved out. There'll be a restart and a reboot. I heard a prophet say just over this last week, they heard the sound of of a mighty engine beginning to turn over. It was the Alaska economy rebooting this week. May it be for all of America. God is the one who had their future. Jeremiah 11, verse 11, 29, 11. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for evil. Plans to give you a future and a hope. The false prophets were saying, no, 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 we're going back. But Jeremiah said, no, it's 70 years. And still don't be discouraged because I've got your future, says the Lord. God is the one who had their future in their hands, in his hands. God has their future in their hands then, and God has our future in his hands now. It's got the whole world in his hands. It's got the whole wide world in his hands. It's got the whole world in his hands. It's got the whole world in his hands. It's got you and me, brother, in his hands. It's got you and me, brother, in his hands. It's got in his hands. It's got the whole world in his hands. God's in control. I want 
want you to say that. God's in control. Wow. <laughs> and verse 4 through 7 says they've got to live in obedience to his will in the present, that it was crucial for them. And there's this past-future dynamic. What do you mean by that? It's this age-old argument of the free will of man and the sovereignty of God. I don't know if you've heard the story. I would not be able to tell it and do it justice. But it's the story of Donald Trump's Bible. It is absolutely amazing. Now, I have not, you know, substantiated that. I don't know if it's 100% true and all that. But it sounds true. And it seems like God. And it's just amazing. And it's a story about, and I would encourage you to go look it up on YouTube. It's a, a preacher by the last name of Clarence, or maybe that's his first name, I forget. Powerful message, a little about four-minute clip. And uh, maybe we could cue that up for next service, because that'd be powerful. And it's a story about how Donald Trump's mother grew up in Lewis, in, in uh, the Hebrides, was raised there. And then she moved to America, and shortly thereafter was this great revival that took place because of these two and others praying aunties, and she's related to them. And there was a man, his name was Donald, who was used in the, in the revival, and basically she got the two aunties' Bible that was so important to them, and it became her Bible and she named her one of her sons, Donald, who's the 45th president of the United States who has that Bible in his Oval Office right now. Now, I'm just going to say, that sounds like God. And now nobody could put that together. That is a sovereign thing that God would do in history. Yet we have our role in it. If you're driving anywhere in Alaska or the lower 48, I don't know where you're watching or where you're listening from, but the, for those of us here, you're driving on the highway and somebody flashes your light. It's one of two things. They flashes their, their lights at you when you're driving. Either A, it's a police officer, so you should be careful of your speed. I think that's a universal language across, across America. Hallelujah. Sorry for all of our police officers. We love you and pray for you daily. Amen. Or two, in Alaska, it could mean moose. And uh, either way, when you're driving, somebody flashing their lights at you, it's a prophetic word going to you. They've been to your future. Please listen to me. They've already been where you're going. So they flash their lights to give you a prophetic word. It's like the sovereignty of God. It's like God speaking to you. You're going to get a ticket unless you pump your brakes, homie. We're not quite sure who he is, but you could ask Pastor Vince. He'll fill you in. Or Josh. They know homie. So the flashing of the lights is a prophetic word that just ahead is either a moose or there's a speed trap. Pump your brakes either way. And if you don't, it's on you. Whether you respond to the flashing of the prophetic word of God's lights in your life is up to you. But when he speaks, he speaks to us sovereignly. We have a free will of whether we're going to choose to obey him or not. God doesn't make you obey. God won't do what, you're, what, you, what you can do, what you're supposed to do. And you can't do God's stuff. 
God is speaking to us very simply today, and then I'll get into the essence of what I feel is a prophetic word. 10.03, we're almost done. First thing is, for the love of God, live a joy-filled life. Don't worry. Be filled with joy and have a fruitful life. Be fruitful. Some of you are like, well, I don't know if I should look for a house right now because of I think it's a great time to buy a house. It's a great time to do whatever God tells you to do. Prosper, believe God, start businesses. It's not the end of the world. Come on, this is not the end of the world. We're getting closer. Believe God to give you. Listen, if you had an idea of, if you had these masks on the internet before this thing hit, buddy, you sold out. If you had any idea on the web that was, you know, I mean, like, I know people tried to gouge people with hand sanitizer and all that. I'm just saying a lot of people are making a lot of resource right now. Be fruitful. Multiply. I I don't know. I've heard young, young married say this to me, especially those that are ambitious to try to, you know, get ahead and generate wealth. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you're not worshiping it. Be, be prosperous, but prosperity is more than just finances. But we've heard this with young couples. Well, we, we, you know, we, we're not sure, you know, we could bring children into the earth because it's so wicked. Are you kidding me? So, well, I, or here's the other one. We can't afford to have babies. I've got a newsflash for you. You never can. Just have as many as you want. And God will provide for you. I mean, who are you worshiping? You're worshiping God? Have babies. Some of y'all had to have another one. Church growth, lots of babies. I want to tell you something. Since everybody's been sent to their room, I prophesy a whole lot of babies are on the way. I'm just telling you, hallelujah. (laughs) Babies are on the way. Come on. Hell, you can only look at a screen so long. We better move on. Everybody say live joyous and fruitful. (laughs) Dude, that's straight funny right there. Oh, Bloom where you're planted, verse 7. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city because of it it prospers, you prosper also. You know, I made a commitment a long time ago to come here and to stay here and to see a great outpouring. I think maybe we've seen that in portion, but certainly not the fullness of it. I'm committed. I'm not going anywhere. I've seen, I've seen businesses close up when it gets hard. I've seen people throw in the towel in the fourth quarter. I've seen pastors quit because a few people in their congregation don't like him. Oh, I, I mean, have you been around for any length of time? You've seen me well. I just, I don't know, years ago, I had one guy just would quit the church. He was leading this church, and he would quit it about every three or four years and then change his mind in the midst. So he'd quit. And the board would meet, oh, pastor, we're so sorry. You're quitting. And, you know, he says, you know something? I'm, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stay. I just wanted to make sure you guys love me. He did it four times. On the fourth time in the board meeting, just making sure everybody loved him, they said, you know what? You're fired. <laughs> they put people, he put people through this roller coaster 
Come on, that's not the way it should be. Bloom where you're planted. Do it unto the Lord, not for people. If people put you off from God, you weren't serving God to begin with. And I know we need to be kind and gracious and gentle. And I, I, I love people and I feel loved by people, but there's always going to be hate mongers and haters. There's always going to be people that send you hate mail, hate email. Eat your heart out. I'm not doing it for you. Who are you doing it for? Bloom where you're planted. Come on, this is going to be the great year. Of, it's a comeback year. You watch what God does. Watch what God does. I prophesy over real estate. It's a comeback year. He said, it's already going good. It's going to keep going good. You're going to see this amazing comeback. There's amazing bounce back. Come on, Alaska's got bounce. We're going to bounce back. We're going to come back. America's going to bounce back. America's going to come back. I believe that. I really do. Bloom where you're planted. Claim his promises, verse 10. When the years are completed, I'll bring you back. There's promises that you need to stand on. Number four, seek the Lord with all your heart, verse 12. Verse 12, seek the Lord with all your heart. And now for the essence of what I, what I feel using this text, now prophetic word for our state, and I'll conclude. Can I have our worship team back, please? Take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 3, uh, 11, pardon me, Hebrews 11. There's a battle being waged right now. Here's what the Lord says. There's a battle being waged right now in time over the resisting forces to tear down strongholds and establish the next move of God. Let me say it again. There's a battle on right now. A battle against resisting forces of darkness. And we're to tear down strongholds and establish the next move of God. That is what time it is. It is time to have another move of God. It's time for another great awakening. Can you say amen? In Hebrews 11 verse 3, by faith, by believing God, we know that the world... And the stars, in fact, all things were made by God's command. The new King James and King James NIV as well to do it a little, a little bit better, that the worlds were framed. We know by faith the worlds were framed. The word worlds is aeons. It's, it's not just the earth that we're standing on. It's the earth, but it's the moon. It's, it's Jupiter and Mars. It's all of the planets. It's all of the universe. It's all of the stars the sun and the moon, the stars which he has set in place. And yet what is man but thou art mindful of him? This is Psalm 8 now. Thou set him a little below the angels, yet you've crowned him with glory and honor. What this text in Hebrews eleven three is saying is that God, we know by faith that God framed the worlds, the aeons. Aeons is everything that you can see, but it's all the times and all the seasons. It's all of the past and all of the future. So what do you mean by that, Pastor Dan? So when we read that, we understand by faith that God framed the worlds. Framed is kartotizo in the Greek. It's to, joint, to fit together jointly, perfectly. That literally what, what that's saying is that we know by faith, we have confident assurance that God made the earth, the sea, the land, the light, the sun, the moon, the stars. He made the beginning of time and the end of time, and all of it works together, perfectly fit together for his glorious purposes. So understand the time that we're in right now is in his hands. Understand that the hour that you're living 
Someone else isn't living in it. You are. And you and I are supposed to be the ones that, that sync our lives up with, with God. And that phrase that I heard, the synergy of the ages, the synergy of the ages, that there has come more information, more technology and truth be told, more anointing, more revelation is being preached out of God's word than ever has, ever and signs and wonders and miracles, we are to see a synergy. What does that mean? God wants to bring us to this place where in a horse pulling contest, one horse pulled 7,000 pounds. Another horse that won that year pulled eight. Two you think would be pulling 15,000, but not true. 7,000 plus 8,000 is 15,000. No, God has Godomatics, not mathematics, but Godomatics. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. So those two horses on that day pulled, I believe the figures, 23,000 pounds. Wow. A husband and wife, when they pray and agree, can put thousands to flight. One can put a thousand, two, ten thousand. It's a picture of synergy. A picture of working together. In Exodus chapter 29, 29, it says that the holy garments, listen closely, the holy garments of Aaron, the high priestly garments should be anointed, will be anointed, and his sons anointed therein. And what that means is this: that the garments of Aaron would be passed on to Aaron's sons, and the anointing, the oil which is a picture of the power of the Holy Spirit, the authority of his office as high priest, would be upon that garment. The, the, the fabric would, would have the oil, if you would. And that garment, when Aaron passed, would be then given to his sons, and his sons would then be anointed as the high priest. The oil of a father still being in the garment as it's passed on to the son, and then the son being anointed and that same oil mingling together. I'm telling you, God is bringing a great harvest to America. There's a window and an opportunity serving the God of all time, serving the God of all time, serving Jesus in the midst of this thing. Remind yourself of what he's done before because he's going to do it again. Live and prosper be fruitful and multiply. Stand on God's promises. There's a lot of false, false prophets out there. You know what God's saying for yourself. I heard a lot of prophecy this past week and Wednesday. I shared on Wednesday and I'll close with this. I just got to the place where like I was sick of hearing everybody else's prophetic word. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And I believed it. And my spirit bear witness. I, I don't despise prophecy. I, 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 I yearn for them, long for it. But there's nothing like, there's nothing like hearing God's voice for myself. And God was speaking to me and talking to me. But I just, I really, you know, I started thinking about our building. Started thinking about all the finances that need to be released, all the work that needs to be done. You know, I'm thinking, you know, in the natural, we don't need an economic downturn right now, Lord, even though there's been none for us. I'm going to tell you, there's not been one economic downturn for the church. But there has been for a lot of businesses. So I'm just thinking, Lord, you know, 
look at my people and business owners and restaurants and oh god and so i i i just got a little troubled because i needed him to just talk to me again you know there's no shame in that to get a lord can you tell me again god can i can i read can, can i read that again god what what are you saying would you say it again can you say it another way lord will you will you i need dad I need some encouragement right now. And I went up into my room and I began to prepare for Friday, Wednesday night. And man, God spoke to me. I'm always amazed that he does, but it's a biblical thing. He speaks to all of his people. His sheep know and hear his voice. And the Lord told me. I mean, I was saying like, oh, you know, I, 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 what do I do now? And he said, son, your love for me and my love for you will carry you through. You'll always be where you need to be. You'll always say what you need to say. I'm a God you. And, and this, this COVID thing is on the way. It's, it's out. Which I had been saying, and I believed already before that, but just to hear it again. And he told me the building, no, it's, it's right on time. It's the perfect timing. And I'm going to provide for it. And there's going to be a great revival, a great harvest. And then he said, the end will come. Then the end will come. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I was my third close right now. The end's here for you and me. This is your last generation. It's the last, I believe it is the last generation. So well, I don't know about that. Well, one thing's for certain. Man is given but one life to live, and after that, the judgment. So it's definitely your last generation because you're going to die. I'm going to die. We live in time. Who's that Hawking guy? Is that Stephen Hawking? I wrote the, I don't know how, you can be so intelligent and so stupid at the same time. Just read some quote. I was looking at, you know, quotes for time. And he, he did this long thing about his proving that there was no, like, he believed in the Big Bang. But because of the Big Bang, there's no cre create no creator. Because, because the Big Bang's in time. Before that, there was no time. So there was no time for, God's outside of time. You're, you and I are in time. And one day, our time will be done. Where are you with God? Where are you? Are you right? Or are you wrong? Are you living for him? Or have you turned your back on him? Have you yielded to fear? You given up hope? Receive Jesus today as I close this service. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Make a decision to serve the goat, the God of all time, the God of all time. Serve God. I don't even like saying that, the goat. He's no goat. He's the lamb that was slain before the beginnings of the foundations of the world. Call on him. This single pass, you've been sent to your room. Why don't you check out your behavior while you're in your room? <laughs> 
and repent. Get right with God. Because soon it's going to become time to come out of your room. The concern I have is that people just watch online again. Can I tell you something? Watching online and being here live is like, watching online would be like riding a mechanical bull at the fair. Being here live is like being on the bull. Two very different experiences. I almost got killed bull riding until the manager of Walmart came and unplugged the bull. <laughs> if you're not right with God, get right with him. Right now. Receive Jesus. Oh, everyone under the sound of my voice is yeah, that's me. Praise God. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. I ask Holy Spirit, touch every heart, touch every man, touch every woman, every child, that we would understand the days and times that we're living in and that we would rightly discern the hour that we're in, understanding we're given but one moment, a brief moment called life to live, a life separated, sanctified unto you for your purposes, and that we would be aware of the time and the hour that we're in, and that we would partner with you, that we would know your ways, we would tear down strongholds and mindsets that we would see truly the synergy of the ages, generational anointing, fathers and sons coming back together, being healed, working alongside each other, families being united, working alongside each other for the purposes of God, that division and strife would be far from us, that America not just our hearts, not just our lives, a nation would turn back to you. And as we come out of our rooms, there would be a mighty outpouring and we would never be the same. We'd be transformed. We'd be changed. And then you'd return. God, thank you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.